Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in for another week of The Roundtable. I'm Zach Sex, your chief administrator. We're bringing a special guest on today. It's my mom. She's going to talk to us a little bit about Catholic education and Grand's Day here at LaSalle Catholic. Let's go. So th- thanks for tuning into another episode of the Roundtable. I'm glad you're here. Glad we're back to back. And you know what? We're ready for next week too. Uh, Bryn Valkowski. She was our student teacher in the fall, and she's been our long-term in-house sub filling in everywhere and anywhere as needed and has just done an amazing job. She's going to be here on Friday um, with some exciting things to share that you're going to want to know about. Anyway, um, we'll tell you about that next week. Uh, But for this week, let's focus on this week. This is the LaSalle Catholic Roundtable, where we exist for two primary purposes. First and foremost, we're here to give you the newsletter in the most easy to digest way possible, which is to listen to it. And secondly, we're here to um, be more of a family, to listen to each other, get to know each other, have some fun together as family does. So thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, But like with all things, when we get together and we do something important, we pray. So let's do that in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Gracious God, you're so good. So during this season of Lent, thank you for helping us to remember to turn toward you, to rely on you. Uh, Stop trying to um, build you in our image, um, but to remember that we are made in yours. Uh, Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hey, without further ado, let's get right into the Chronicle newsletter, aka The Buzz, because it is a lot. All right, let's give you your buzz. buzz. Last week, hey, thanks for uh, so much support um, and uh, having a good sense of humor about the April Fool's newsletter that I shared out last week in addition to the regular one. I actually thought about making a principally speaking corner video and also... um, I, I, I thought about doing a lot more with it, but I wasn't sure if everyone would find it funny or some people would get upset. Um, but I'm glad that I got nothing but um, laughs and positive feedback. So thanks for that. Uh, there's a lot coming up in the month of April, so check the calendar. I won't read that one by one for you um, because it might get a little redundant. Um, but in the electronic backpack, I wanted to give you a heads up that uh, there are a couple of new things added in there and a few things that we have taken out. What I plan to do in the next week is to pull out several things and find them a permanent home on the school website just as a heads up. Then Heather William just talks a little bit about Grand's Day um, in her Principally Speaking video for you. And just because it was such a great time and we got lots of positive feedback. And we hope to do it the same way next year, um, only you know with a few tweaks to make things run a little more smoothly. But I think we definitely stand by our um, taking a gamble on bringing in all the grandparents and special friends on one day. So I think we'll do that again next year as well. Then in all LaSalle Catholic news, the Power School registration information is still up there. And then um, we have had some folks from other Catholic schools registering. The only thing that stinks there is uh, if you know someone in that boat, they have to wait until midsummer to fully register. Uh, we just have a form for them in the meantime. But everybody else, if you're, you know, no, fo- no folks who are brand new to us or if you're just coming back, uh, then that should be easy peasy. Um, then there is a free and reduced uh, priced lunch form that we sent home last Friday. We really want every family to complete that. That helps us with some of our. Um, uh, government funding that we can get, um, which is really limited. But if, if we get families to fill out those forms, that's really helpful toward that end. Unfortunately, we do need to ask for you to do it again in the summer um, because the one we're doing right now is really just for this year. We weren't going to do that because lunches were free. But now since we are uh, fully expecting next year's lunches to no longer be free, we anticipate um, we'll want all, this, um, all these forms filled out twice. 
Uh, yearbooks are available. They're $9, which I believe is quite a cut from previous years. The deadline is today, though, so make sure you get that um, turned in. There is a link that Miss Pasker put in the newsletter um, for Miss Pasker to get yourself a um, uh, yearbook for next year. Then there's a reminder about the Common Basket. That's a new project we're offering. If you have something to offer uh, or you have something that you need, it could be clothes, a dishwasher, a flatbed truck that someone could borrow. Um, middle school age children to babysit, whatever it is. If you have things that you can contribute or things that you need, please um, share that in the common basket. There's a wooden basket in the main entry of each school building. And then there is also, um, uh, sorry, there's also a digital form uh, in the newsletter um, and so that you can click and, and offer what you, what you can contribute or um, let us know what you need. Then busing reimbursement forms need to be turned in. Those are due on April 25th. And uh, there is script news again. Um, always updates on scripts, so please consider using it for the um, benefit of yourself and for uh, school. That's really easy. It's a great way to save yourself money and to help LaSalle. Um, it's just getting gift cards and then you get discounted rates. and half the money that you spend goes right back to LaSalle. Um, then in middle school news, there are uh, spring pictures. Uh, we've received the packets and those are being sent home with students today. And then the seventh grade discovery retreat, please pray for those kiddos. Um, that is coming up this weekend. So uh, the team leaders and adult leaders um, need your prayers. So that's a great retreat this weekend and God's will can be done with the kiddos in seventh grade. Uh, then there are scholarship opportunities for eighth graders. The St. Francis Xavier and the Jim Victor Memorial Scholarships are available. I told you about that last week and that's been in the newsletter for a week or two, so I won't repeat the details on that. But I will tell you about eighth grade tryouts at Xavier High School, which I believe is the first time. Show choir auditions are May 17th and May 19th from 6 to 9 p.m. You can contact Mr. Phil Schrader. His email is philip with two L's dot Schrader, S-C-H-R-O-E-T-T-E-R at XavierSaints.org if you have a kid who wants to try out for show choir next year. Then in the elementary news, uh, Ascension Sports Camp is being kicked off this summer. It does not conflict with any of the Xavier camps that are going on this summer. That is June 20 to 23, 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. It's gonna be fantastic. So those forms and the Hold Harmless forms are available um, in the e-backpack now and that is open to any kiddo who's going into first, second, third, or fourth grade. That is just going to be a great time. Mr. Cook is going to be there and Mr. Dole's going to be there and then we'll have several students from, um, from Xavier High School here uh, to help us with all the activities. It's going to be great. There's going to be Gatorade. <laughs> There's going to be t-shirts. Um, so Ascension Sports Camp, inaugural year. It's 45 bucks and that's four days from nine until 11 each of those four days. So so we really hope that that kicks off something strong. And if you have friends who live in the neighborhood or go to another Catholic school or public school, whatever, um, friends from the parish, please let them know. Um, then PE news from Mr. Cook. Uh, there's an update here about the Kids Heart Challenge. The school with the highest challenge between us and St. Matt's gets to throw a pie in the teacher's face. So we want to make sure that we win that. We are off to a really strong start. You can register with a link that's in the newsletter. Also, information was sent home with your elementary kiddos. Um, then the third and fourth grade opportunity to review LaSalle online, either through Google or Facebook or Niche or Grade Schools. Um, you can do that online. All the links are right there and the directions are right there. They're super, super, super simple directions. And if you enter, um, if you give us a review, then you are entered to, um, to receive a $25 gift card from Hy-Vee. 
and your chances are really high because not that many people have participated uh, from the third and fourth grade families. So please consider doing that. Then in the parent association court, uh, corner, uh, the father-daughter dance is tomorrow night. It's um, I'm actually sitting in the space where it's going to be. I'm in the commons right now as I record this. That's why the audio is a little different than usual. Um, fourth grade is invited this year as well. The theme is love you to the moon and back. If you have not purchased your advanced tickets, you can still purchase them tomorrow at the door. 25 bucks per family. Uh, if you have any questions, you can contact Melissa. She's at 515-883-0847. Or Melissa, I, I, I apologize, Melissa. I don't know if it's Ness or Kness. I think it's Ness. M-E-L-I-S-S-A-K-N-E-S-S at yahoo.com. And we do need volunteers and donations. The link is in the newsletter. Then the Kathy's Pies fundraiser is still going on. That is up until the 18th of April. So we need those forms turned in. That's actually a day when we don't have school. So um, I'm going to take the liberty to say that is due Tuesday, April 19, because um, that's our first day back to school after Easter. And then the pie pickup is Thursday, May 5th. Question to Deb Freeze from the Parent Association. And she is at Deb, F-R-E-S-E, D-E-B-F-R-E-S-E at M-C-H-S-I.com or 319-560-1869. Thanks, Deb, for organizing that. Then the April PA meeting is coming up. Everyone is invited. We'd love to have you there. That's Tuesday, April 12th from 6 p.m. in the Middle School Commons. Uh, any parents are invited to come. It's been great this year having new faces come. It's a great way, for, you know, if you're newish to the school, to get to know other uh, parents and make some friends um, and support the school while you're at it. The Spring Carnival is coming up. That is going to be on Sunday, May 15, from 1130 in the morning till 2 p.m. Um, after a bit of a break the carnival is back and we're excited we're going to be bringing back some of our old favorites as well as some new things we're collaborating with open conversations to have some new games this year um, we're planning for this to be an outdoor event right after mass on sunday and um, we'll have indoor options uh, if it rains there is a link for that as well uh, in the newsletter. Um, that's to volunteer. I should specify there's a link to volunteer in the newsletter. Then quick and easy fundraisers are listed as always. You can always contact us. Um, contact them at LaSallePA at HolyFamilyCR.org or LaSallePA uh, at CR.org. Then in Xavier and our parishes in the community, we have the school um, spring and summer camps available. And I'm not going to name all those because there are a whole bunch. But if you know those, you know they're really good. Um, they're quick and and short and they're great opportunities for kids to meet other kids from other Catholic schools and um, have a good time learning different skills whether it's show choir or track or football or what have you. Then there's also registration for the golf um, and also sponsorships are available for the Xavier Booster Club's 25th annual tournament um, which is going to be Monday June 27 at Elmcrest. So the link is at xaviersaints.org slash golf and then uh, 2022 Saints football registration is there. There's a lot of information there and I shared that with you last week. It's still in the newsletter as it was last week, so I won't repeat all of that. Um, and also, I'm not going to repeat stuff because I'm excited to get to our conversation with um, with my mom. Long history with Catholic education, wonderful Catholic woman uh, with a lot to offer, and she was here for Grand's Day, and she offers a couple of thoughts about that. So I hope you enjoy my, enjoy my conversation with Karen Zexer. Thanks for tuning in. So as promised, we have on a guest who is a, what do they say on radio shows? Longtime listener, first time caller. Is that how they usually say that? You do. Yeah. So um, this is, folks, this is actually my mom. This is Karen Zexer. Say hi to everybody, mom. Hello, everybody. 
so my mom actually, she listens to the podcast every week and uh, usually around, I don't know what, Friday at five o'clock, if the podcast hasn't downloaded onto your phone, <laughs> I get a call or a text saying, where's the podcast this week? Um, so I am trying to be better and we're going to have hopefully regular podcasts for the rest of the year. We have somebody scheduled for next week as well. So, um, but I just thought with yesterday being uh, what we call grands day where we have grandparents and other special friends to kind of celebrate relationships with seniors uh, in our kids' lives and the important relationships that are there. Um, that'd be cool to have a grandparent come on and you're the one that <laughs> you're the one that likes me the most. <laughs> so uh, I, I saw you bring you on here and um, you can just kind of briefly introduce yourself. I got a couple of questions for you and then talk about Grands Day and, and a little bit about Catholic education, actually, because you have uh, quite a long history with it. How does that sound, Mom? That sounds great. What, what, I, what I don't know is, um, so the people who listen to the show regularly know that there's like little Easter eggs that I put in every episode. And one is every episode I say hi to you. So I don't know what I do with this episode. Hopefully the Holy Spirit will strike something creative for me before we wrap here. But um, would you just uh, tell tell our listeners a little bit about you? Sure. I, uh, I'm i Karen. As Zach said, I'm his mom. So we've been together for 40 some years. Uh, 44. 44, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Maybe Wonderful 44. years. Actually, as, as I watched your son at church yesterday, uh, oh, Lord. a little active and, oh. and whatnot. I, honestly, I thought back 44, you know, <laughs> 40, 36 years, and at oh, six years God. old, you were doing the very same thing. So I thought, oh, oh my God. gosh, what goes around comes around. <laughs> so, John, I, I was really, really privileged to uh, be with everybody yesterday, but I'm, I'm a mom and grandma. I, Kenny and I have uh, three terrific kids. They're all married. They all have children and good families. And uh, we have 10 grandchildren and Johnny's the youngest. Right. Uh, I've been in education my entire working life. So I, I've, I've seen it from all sides. I was a teacher, or a counselor, uh, administrator of sorts. And now I do in my professional retirement life, I, I write, I, I visit prison ministry. I do a little quasi course for senior citizens. And I assisted at a home where people who are on the margins need a support network. So those let's, just, are, let's just talk about a couple more of those because some of those are super cool. Um, you teach theology courses to, to the sisters, right? I Right now or one, at one time? Well, yeah, not right now, but you said you, you uh, do uh, um, courses. Um, those are with the BVMs or at the... At the... I, it's at the BVM, a mother house, because they believe lifelong learning is one of their great missions and calls. Yeah. Yeah. So I volunteer there and teach a course called The Threshold of Wisdom. I bring the subject and they bring the wisdom. <laughs> That's nice. I humbly said. And um, so, yeah, they're theology courses, right? Uh, not necessarily because they don't want you to proselytize. Sure. They, they want you to build on people's life experience. Okay. Mine happens to be on topics of life-giving hopefulness. So I choose themes. Some okay. can be family, forgiveness, suffering, joy, memories. You get the gist. So maybe like social sciences, if we were going to lump it into something. Yes. Okay. Uh, psych, social sciences life experiences through those models. And then the folks on the margins that you hang out with sometimes, give a little bit more of that, would you? Because it's cool. That's a 
building that's here, a home that's here in Dubuque, it is a multiple purposes over the years. It started out being an orphanage, and then it was a home for elder women. More women lived late than men, and it was for the women who were probably upper class uh, 75 years ago. And my sister-in-law's mother actually stayed there, and she has gotten me involved. But now it's for people who are on the margins, who don't have either financial capacity or social capacity or emotional networking to be stable, living alone. And, and it takes a real uh, network of people to help them stay independent as long as they can be. And our mission is to keep costs so affordable that they can live well, res respectfully, uh, with great, uh, I don't know, dignity. Yeah, with their dignity. As long as they can. Right? Yeah. And then um, obviously you can't name names, but the one that I think is maybe when I mention it to people, the one that maybe gets people to go, ooh, because um, we, we always hear about prison ministry or, you know, visit the imprisoned. And it's always like, well, yeah, I donate to food shelves. I clothe the naked, I guess. Who visits the imprisoned? So would you give us just a, a little, because, and I know that's evolving and you're kind of, your work with that is growing, but just a little bit about that. And then we'll move into Catholic education stuff. For 12 years, I've been mentoring people in recovery through the drug court process, which is very alive and well here, and it's been very fruitful. Um, not everyone is successful, but I've had about eight or nine different women. I only can do, I can only mentor women, but right. I've been in circles of support with about 14 people because I could do circles with men as well. But recently, I do that. I've got uh, two people I mentor right now. And uh, two circles, excuse me, one mentoring, two circles. And now uh, I was asked to start going to the jail Sunday nights and being the, being the church. That's what they call us. They're invited to go to church on Sunday night. So I guess my partner and I, the friend I go with, we're the church that comes to them. And we just have a simple topic we speak of. But their desire to know God and to have some love and acceptance through God's grace brought by whatever we talk about is a phenomenal experience. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we have three different sessions that we run. Uh, they can stay. They can only have four at a time. We can talk to each group or with each group for 20 minutes each. They're usually 30 minutes each. And then we start a new group and generally takes two hours. Awesome. Thanks for letting me humble brag. Thanks for playing ball there. Um, but so you mentioned uh, Catholic or you mentioned education had been a part of your life for kind of like forever. Um, and you chose public schools first for, was it for all three? I have two older sisters, everyone. Um, so you, I know I went to public school first and Ellen did. Did Ann go to public as well? No, I don't think so. She was always in Catholic school. I think so. So I, I guess I, regardless, um, I digress a little bit. Like what was the, why did you go public with Ellen and me before sending us to Catholic schools? And then why did you stay with Catholic school so long? I don't, I don't honestly remember where Anne started Catholic school, but I think it was in the Catholic. You all went to a public daycare because that was what was provided. But at the time you and Ellen started school, there was a new school concept philosophically in the Quad Cities 
that, and you might remember how, how it was labeled or whatever, that no. uh, addressed the learning of the whole person. Huh. And it was very uh, high level structure. And um, needless to say, I thought you could use a little structure. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> truth be told. And uh, Ellen stayed there, I think, two years. And she was quite unhappy there. And I didn't know that until I saw it one day when she was walking all alone. And I happened to come by the school. I thought, wow, this doesn't look like it's going well. Mm. She doesn't seem to have friends or people to support her. Okay. Um, for you, you know, it was different. I just changed schools for you. You went to kindergarten there because I thought it was formatively uh, strong. I think, I think you pulled me out halfway through first grade. Because I know I went to first grade. I think it was only halfway through because I remember first grade at St. Paul's Elementary in Davenport. So I, I, was, I was one and a half years in public. I changed you because uh, you were very young for your age. Right. I believe. And I sent you because I didn't think I could handle you another year at home. And I was working and just having you play wildly at daycares did not seem a productive format for your foundation. And then I changed you because I wanted you to repeat first grade, not because you weren't academically eligible, because your maturity didn't seem to be uh, coming along as I had hoped it would. And really? It was either first grade or second grade. Yeah, second is what I repeated. You repeated second grade. And I remember saying the teacher was a wonderful gal. You probably remember her name. I remember all my teachers. I don't know what you do with him. But you can keep him busy, and he, he will love learning, and he will mature. And yeah. truthfully, I don't know if you remember, I mean, really, the crawling around in the pews and the mass just didn't connect enough. And you were supposed to make your first communion, and I wouldn't yeah. let you. I didn't right. think you were mature enough yeah. to really know what you were doing. Right. And that was spring of your second grade. And in October, in August, in August, on your birthday, you came and said, could I make my communion now? Ah. And I thought, well, he's ready. And so our friend, Father Bill, said yes. And we had a oh, Father Bill mass on a Tuesday or whatever. And we had oh, nice Easter Sunday is when I had first communion. Well, I don't, I don't think it was, no? but maybe. Okay, that's how I remembered it, but that so, was a long time ago. More uh, about you than you wanted the whole world to know. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting to explain a few things. Um, so um, in your professional life, why did you, did you ever teach public schools? Oh, yes. I okay. was in the public school in the Quad Cities. Okay. And I taught a special needs class. I did that kind of, uh, what I forget what you call it now, that special learning where you had goals and you set up things to reach uh, goals and then you got prizes and awards and whatnot. Okay. And I was in a trailer with fourth graders oh, wow. and do mo emotional and academic together because I was also a counselor. Right. You know, and I always thought, boy, if I had stayed there, I could have retired with <laughs> benefits at 55. Yeah, no kidding. Um, that, but I love Catholic education and that's where my heart was. So you so, went from teaching fourth grade special needs and doing some counseling. Was that right from there to um, Assumption High School? Yes. Okay, where you were, you taught some English, you definitely taught religion, and you were a guidance counselor mostly, right? I was a guidance counselor. I don't remember teaching English. Maybe I did. I thought you taught I, some. 
I know I taught uh, religion at the okay. same time because they asked if I could, and I said I'd, I'd love to. I, I kind of know the religion. Yeah. Um, so, like so then what were the – was there a particular impetus that moved you from uh, teaching fourth grade public to going to high school guidance counseling? You know, the Catholic faith was so imbued in me and mm-hmm. so much a part of my family's history that I felt so much more at home. Okay. Both with the structure of the Catholic school, the focus that it had on uniting spirituality and human yeah. growth and development. Can I, can and, I ask this on a live podcast? Well, quasi live. Um, did grandma and grandpa, were they at all frustrated that you were teaching public? Because I know they were huge proponents of Catholic education. Talk no, I, I mean, it was one of my, I think it was my first job after I left graduate school and I got a phone call from Davenport to ask me to interview. And it was in January. So they needed somebody right then because the classes were too big okay. and the kids were out of control. Okay. So I got that batch. Got it. Um, so being in Catholic education, then I want, I want to get to Grand's Day at uh, LaSalle, but being in Catholic education um, in your years from, I guess you taught probably from the late seventies or mid seventies up through the early two thousands, maybe. Mid seven, uh, early seventies to uh, two thousand eleven. Okay, so that's pretty close. Um, what what did you see? What would you say like the biggest? Like the I don't know how to say it. The biggest blessings or the best um, pieces of Catholic education through that time, and maybe it evolved. And what were the biggest hurdles through that for Catholic schools? Do you think? I, I think for sure, the, the biggest blessings, greatest blessings, have been relationships. As young people who I was always, I always favored young people who struggled, were on the margins, who needed yeah. more assistance and just that support network. And you can do this, believe in you, I believe in you, and uh, let's just take it one step at a time. So yeah. I was, you know, I was a counselor for the woebegones, the ones who nobody yeah. knew how to deal with. And I'm not sure I knew how to deal with them, but, you know, I saw them. And to me, that, that whole aspect of, to see everybody and see what they need. Um, My biggest liability, if you will, I felt was always I struggled to remember names. I knew their whole story, (laughs) but I had a hard time with names. And that's critical piece for kids. They want you to be able to call them by name. Or I know all of you had a teacher who, uh, JL, had a nickname for all of you. Yeah. That's the thing you remember about him. Absolutely. He knew you by a nickname that was endearing and he saw you as special and value. As adults, we still refer to each other by those nicknames that he gave us in high school. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, But what what do you think? Those, those are more personal. What, what I'm, I'm speaking a little bit more towards for Catholic education, you worked in two schools and you were really steeped in them. Like, what did you see at Assumption and and Waller? And then, you know, like we were at St. Paul's and um, St. Joe's, like, what did you see as the things that Catholic schools really had going for them? And what were the things that Catholic schools were struggling with then, do you think? I think Catholic schools have always had the the power of community. Mm. We choose to be here because we believe in something that unites people beyond just I am a statistic. I am a grade point. Yeah. You know, I am a person, you know, called by God, named by God and with a a mission in life. And we help water that soil and and see that plant grow. 
So those are the blessings of Catholic education. How about a challenge that you saw that the schools were dealing with? Well, always the challenges I think that are there are getting all the people who should be there because it would enrich their life tremendously. Uh, the financial piece is always an underlying current for sure uh, yeah. because it, it does take money to, we have a lot more resources now than we did 25 years ago. But for people to have the confidence that I can do this. I, I had a parent once tell me, and, and I've carried this with me forever. I, she had a dream that you knew the family. Their, their son was a friend of yours. She said, we have done everything for our children. We have them in dance and activities and sports and whatnot. And they were in public school at the time. But she said, I saw I had not given them God. <laughs> and she said, that is what God calls me to accountability on. Jeez. At my the end of my life, have I given them God in any manner, whatever. So she transferred all of them to Catholic school wow. to be that support network to help reveal the face of God. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, how much of that do you think has changed? Or do you think that, would you say that's, those are the same, you know, the biggest gifts and the biggest challenges that they face? Yeah, I. Sure sounds familiar. I think it is that there's very great parallel now to yeah. almost 40 years ago. But the other piece that's very, very, uh, I guess, disturbing to me is that our values in America have changed so much. Mm, yeah. And, and the family breakdown and, and that money for us is kind of the supreme being that what we want to afford isn't always what we should afford. Fair. Prioritize. Yeah. So, you know, then I then I, I have two cars and I have a big house and I want a vacation and then I want big gifts for my kids. And, oh, oops, there's not enough for giving them the stability of Catholic education, the formative piece. Yeah. Thanks for all that. That was, man, and I don't want to take a ton of time for me here, but I do want you to share your perspective uh, for Grand's Day. So you're here with us yesterday, um, made Johnny's Day. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, it was, man, it was packed. That. I know you had to leave because you had to go to one of your circles. Um, so you had to leave right after mass. <laughs> the exodus, the people just got up and left and went headed towards lunch. And it got kind of crazy, but just a great day uh, by all accounts. Um, so really thankful. Like we just had a ton of grandparents come and um, the staff was super flexible. The food service staff, he, he's new this year, the, the head of our food service, but worked really hard, as did Monica and Heather, just to make it super slick. Um, but from your perspective, um, I mean, you've been to, gosh, Rattle off some schools, St. Mark's, St. Mary's, Holy Name, LaSalle. Are there other grandparents days you've been to? I was trying to think back. I have not been able to be at all of them because the kids live so far away. Sure. Yeah, I've been to all of those, uh, mostly with your children. Maybe Good Shepherd. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, so me being the principal at the kids' school, I'm probably bugging you the hardest to come. And I've always lived the closest. Um relative to my sisters, but what, like, as a grandparent, what are your favorite things to see at those? What are the things oh that we, we yeah. speculate what, what we should do for the grandparents to make it worth their while? Well, um, two things. I was blown away at all that takes from you as an administrator, from the teachers in the classroom to everybody in the perimeter, making a day like that work. Oh my goodness. But for me as a grandparent, I, I was absolutely blown away when I walked in the room 
everybody was sitting with somebody except two little boys, Johnny and one other little boy. And I, they looked so lonely and so sad and kind of hoping someone would come for them. <laughs> so I was thrilled to be there, even for the time I could be there. And then he just beamed when I walked in. <laughs> he had a present for me that he had made on a piece of toilet paper or something, napkin. Uh, yeah, he always makes cards, yeah. And he made a little card and he put his own 51 cents in it for me <laughs> to have. <laughs> and he he had so much pride in showing me that whole room. Mm. But then to to take it back, for that room to have the displays everywhere on bulletin boards outside the room of things each of the children had said about what Lent ne needs to have in it to be good. Johnny said it needs prayer, which I thought, oh, his dad will love that, <laughs> as did I. And then to go each spot in the room where he had something up and exposing his capabilities. And then we were drawing on a thing. We had to make a, we made a little bunny and then we drew a picture and the teacher came along and said, he, he's a remarkable colorer. Oh yeah, he loved doing pictures. Stay in the lines and he, he does it with some diligence and attentiveness. And then we, we were looking at something on the bulletin board and he saw a Lego that wasn't in place. I did not know Johnny had this quality about him, but he said, oh, this isn't where it belongs. <laughs> I, I never noticed that about his bedroom. Yeah, no, <laughs> not so much. He doesn't carry over there. But he took that Lego and opened up one of the little cupboard sections and he said, this belongs right here. <laughs> so confident. And then I said, you know, I'd love to see that Good Shepherd room that you talk about so much. Yeah. So I mean, with all the confidence in the world of this is my space, he asked if he could go over there and show his grandma the Good Shepherd room. And he took me to every and then you you came along and you invited everybody to see that. That was like a treasure trough to see the respect everybody walked into that room with and how the kids regarded the room and they the do. ones to the little treasure chest and opened the key, the, the treasure and had the key and opened the little tabernacle and found yeah. the ciborium in it. Oh my gosh. It was awesome. That's really next level, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. The, the parents, the volunteers who, who put all that together for us, it's, it's unbelievable. Well, um, I, another parent even said to me, this is why my child is here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It was really, it was really rewarding for me. Good. And then to get to mass and, and the volume of people with kids and parents and grandparents. And, you know, I like both the flexibility of it and the general control of everybody can just come in and find a seat. We don't have to have busy ourselves with worrying about what row is somebody in or where are the elementary and the middle sitting. Just let everybody, they are the family of God. I like that. Well, we, we had a plan, but we also said, we also know this plan is going out the window as soon as the grandparents get here. Uh, so just fine. I have a whole batch of kids get up there and try their best to sing and just do it. And how frightened they are those first few times when they're that age. Kudos to you. 
<laughs> well, that's, I mean, geez, Louise, that was a real team effort. And I, I am guilty of uh, having a, a big idea that as good as it might be needs a whole lot of people with more of the detail focus than I possess. So uh, I'm thankful to a lot of people who helped put that together. Um, but Hey, um, I want, I want to wrap with a game like we always do. So will you um, stick around and we'll play one game before we go? If it's easy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is going to be super easy. Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite. Okay. Okay. Work is your new favorite. Okay. So fine. The game is called favorites. Okay. Super simple. You can't be wrong unless you lie. Um, I say a thing, you name your favorite one of that thing. So the only way you can get them wrong is if you tell me something that's not true. Um, and um, yeah, these aren't, these aren't the same that I would give to, you know, a fourth grader, um, but they're um, yeah, they're uh, I mean, interesting. I, I think I know some of them, but I'm not quite sure. So I wanted to ask some, okay. So I just have 12 different things. I'll say the thing you tell me your favorite. Okay. You ready? Ready. Favorite book. Well, probably the Bible. <laughs> that's cheating. Give me, give me another one. <laughs> Um, oh gosh, I don't remember titles. I read all it. I like books that are saving children from the Holocaust. <laughs> yes, you do. I do. I know that's your favorite genre, but I, I didn't know if you had a favorite one. Okay. Did you know Gemma's reading books about the Holocaust now? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so she has caught on to your trend. Um, favorite movie? You know, The Sound of Music. Oh yeah. That's, fa that's Freddie's favorite musical. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite prayer? Oh, I have several. I, recently, I've, I've gone to the Memorari because okay. I've gotten close to Mary and I like that. Oh, yeah, I thought you and might say I, I, I have one thing that I always say uh, before I read at Mass or before I do anything public it is Jesus' prayer, into your hands, O oh Lord, I commend my spirit. So whatever cool. flies is what should be. Okay. Do you have a favorite flower? I should know this. You're my mom, but I don't. Oh, I I don't know. I know um, grandma's favorite flower, but I don't know yours. I like I like the tulips, but they don't last long. Okay. I don't know. Um, do you have a favorite meal to make? People, my mom is next level. She is really, really good um, at feeding us. That's why I'm so big. No, it's not. Um, do you have a favorite meal to make? Well, when you were home, it depends what day of the week, uh, tuna casserole. On oh my gosh. Friday. So good. So good. I, I like bacon spaghetti. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember that. Yes, I do. I do. That was good. That was good. How about a favorite meal to eat? Oh, probably beef tenderloin. <laughs> there you go. That's hard to beat. Um, do you have a favorite Pope? Well, authority is kind of a thing with me as a woman, but <laughs> I like I, I like Pope Francis. I think he's real. That's great. Um, do you have a? Did you know, by the way, that Johnny? This was not by design, but his um, he, Johnny has two middle names, uh, listeners. If you didn't know that, he's John Francis, Francis Leo. Leo, and he, so he was named after family members. But John the Twenty Third, my favorite pope, followed by. Francis and Leo, pretty awesome. My two other favorite popes. And if he was going to have another name, it'd be John Paul. So that'd be really, really, really long name. But anyway, <laughs> do you have a favorite snack? Probably popcorn. People are obsessed with popcorn. We made popcorn um, in the middle school um, to follow our standardized testing just to give the kids a break with a snack. Oh, oh my gosh. 
Like people freak out for popcorn. I don't get it. Well, I could actually Ugh. skip the popcorn and just have salt. Yes. Um, favorite thing to do with friends. Oh gosh. Um, have spiritual talks. Yeah. That's totally something it's, you would say. I'm, I'm quirky that way. <laughs> um, here, here's your, here's the, the hard sale. Favorite thing about Catholic schools. Um, faith and the people. Awesome. Uh, favorite thing about being a grandparent. Grandchildren. That's kind of cheating. Just loving them and, and seeing them explore life and become who they are. Yeah. That's what you always comment to me on is like w- watching them do what they love to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming to see Xavier's play tonight, by the way, twice last night, I almost couldn't breathe. You know how, like when dad would laugh and he'd laugh so hard, he was just wheezing and crying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Twice last night. I couldn't, I almost couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. It's so funny. Um, oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, oh yeah. If you're listening seven to 9 PM tonight or tomorrow night, that's called the play that goes wrong. And it's hilarious. Tons of LaSalle kids. There's only about maybe eight or 10 kids in the cast and all, but a couple of them are LaSalle grads. Um, and then favorite book of the Bible. Oh gosh. John's gospel is first and like Philippians, the joy and okay. gratitude, just messages. Yeah. Save your Job and Jeremiah for, for another day. Oh yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I'd say Mark's gospel is mine. Um, Anyway, anything else? We're going to wrap up here. Oh, people, next week, we're going to have Bryn Volkoski. She, a student, taught for us um, fall semester. And second semester, she has been our um, in-house substitute teacher extraordinaire, subbing from everything from two-year-old child care through preschool, through elementary, all the way up to eighth grade, and even specialists in Spanish and everything else. Um, so she's been awesome. So you'll enjoy getting to know her um, next Friday. That'll be our guest. Uh, but mom, do you have anything you want to say to our listeners before we sign off? Well, I, you know, the biggest thing that I see at, at St. Uh, LaSalle, St. LaSalle. That's what father kept calling him yesterday at mass. Yes, yeah, people don't usually call him St. LaSalle. They call him LaSalle or John Baptiste. Sometimes Baptiste. people call him St. What I see there, and largely, I think, inspired by you, to be honest, is just a terrific spirit. And, and I, I'd call it Holy Spirit, that there's a flexibility, there's an openness, there's an energy there's kindness, there's just a good listening and seeing everybody and being grateful to everybody. That's Holy Spirit stuff. Yeah. And it changes the school's entire being. So thank you for bringing that. Thanks for saying that. Uh, Yeah, I would agree. It is the Holy Spirit. There's just cool stuff. I love it when I'm in a meeting with a parent or a teacher or even a kid and we're just talking about something and an idea seems to percolate from our conversation and it wasn't my idea and it wasn't her idea. It was just, and I was like, Oh, that wasn't, I didn't think of that. You didn't think of that. Somehow it was just, it was in the room. It was, you know, that's the spirit. And sometimes that's the the best stuff that, um, that we get. Well, Hey, thanks for, thanks for jumping on the show. I don't know if you're going to make dad listen to this later, but hi dad. If you're, if mom makes you listen to the pod Um, and mom, I'll see you later tonight for the musical over at Xavier. Um, But everybody, thanks for tuning in and listening. God bless you. God bless your weekend. 